You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. Dick Reed's rugby story is a Rochdale-born baller who grew up with a ball in his hand. Playing between scrum half and standoff slash fly half, he worked his way through the junior ranks at Rochdale RUFC. It wasn't until uni at Loughborough that he really noticed he could play at a higher level, despite reaching great heights with his hometown club. On the back of Rapping Lancashire came a couple of moves to Fylde and then Sedley Park, the latter which he made his second home. Now back at his beloved Rochdale RUFC, his career has come full circle. Ladies and gents, Mr Stevie Collins. Follow, like, share, subscribe and endorse us via Facebook, Trot the Eggin, Twitter, at Trot the Eggin slash at John Heath, Instagram, Trot underscore D underscore Egg underscore In, YouTube, Trot the Eggin, LinkedIn, John Hetherington, and Spotify, Trot the Eggin. So, stay out of you in the clan we've been. Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, just uh, got back, well, I have a really busy summer. Uh, it was really nice spending a bit of time with my, uh, my brother and his family. They uh, they came over from Canada, uh, and they've not been over for 10 years, and, and I've not been over there for six years. So, yeah, it was nice to see to see them, and we did, a, did loads of activities and things like that. So, yeah, it was really good, yeah. Yeah, long time between drinks, that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, mate, so before we get stuck into your rugby story, where was home for you and, and who lived at home with you as a kid? Uh, so I'm from Rochdale, uh, and yeah. I had two brothers growing up. They were both older than me, six years and nine years older than me, uh, right. and mum and dad. Uh, yeah. and I think that's probably where quite a lot of my competitive competitivity competitiveness came yeah. from uh just competing against them uh whether it was like pool darts rugby in the front room uh, uh we, just to, we just wanted to beat each other all three of us uh so yeah i probably owe a lot to them too uh growing up making me kind of the sportsman that i've uh, kind of become yeah so how was you introduced to rugby staying and where was it uh well my dad you might see I've got a, I've got a Wales top on at the minute uh yeah. my, dad, my dad's from Cardiff he was born and bred in Cardiff uh right. and then so he he played he played rugby down there uh and then he moved up to to Rochdale when he was uh doing his teacher training I think it was and then he stayed up here uh so yeah I grew up watching videos of Wales in the seventies and eighties and. Uh, the the glory days, yeah, uh, and yeah, and then and then I'd I'd go up to the rugby club to Rochdale where my dad played for the first team, uh, and I'd travel around all over the place watching watching my dad playing, uh, yeah, up in the Lake District, over in Wallasey, uh, yeah, all over the place really, yeah, uh, that was what I kind of remember as as a kid growing up. Uh, it was about two or three of us uh, who had dads who played in the first team, and we'd all go to to games and we. Played together and stuff like that. It was good, good fun actually. Right. Yeah, so you come out the womb with a rugby ball, basically, mate, didn't you? Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So, what was what was junior club rugby like for you then? Like, do you remember much about them early days, mate? Was it a full pitch? Was it full tackle? How was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was like across the twenty-two, pretty much. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think now when we went first to tackling. I think it might have been under nines. I think it was yeah. under the sevens and eights we used to play tag. Uh, not tag, but touch rugby. Yeah. Well, they had tags in them days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, think it, I think it was just touch rugby. And then I think under nines was when we started going to tackle. Uh, but yeah, right. it, it, I love those days. It was brilliant. There was, like I said, there was me and a couple of lads whose dads played. Like one of my best, my best mate now, uh, 
still play or play with him at Rochdale now. Uh, and then there's a few other lads that are a couple of years above, a couple below. Uh, so we had like a really good group of like good players uh, under sevens and eight yeah. level. Uh, so yeah, I really, really enjoy those days. Uh, look back fondly on those days. Yeah. Yeah. So what was what was sporting life like for a young Steve? Was was football involved, mate? Was the multiple sports? Uh, oh, the, every sport I'd play. Yeah. yeah, every sport. Uh, football probably. Uh, just with the kids out on the out on the street, really. Uh, we yeah, we play a bit of heads and volleys out on the street. We we had a field just behind our house. We play play a bit of football. Any raw ass involved there or not? Uh, I don't think we played bare ass. No, uh, <laughs> it was more about who, who kicked it down the, the neighbor's drive and who would have to get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, but no, we played we played every sport growing up. Uh, yeah. Wimbledon season, we'd be out at the park playing tennis. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'd be playing playing cricket. Uh, I was quite big into my golf as well. Uh, right. yeah, every sport I could do, I'd, I'd just be out doing as much as I could really. And without knowing it, mate, is this starting to form the type of player you were going to be even at that age? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, just like, yeah. like agile and because I, I, I played all sports, you know, like basketball, things like that. It's about like ducking and yeah. dodging and stuff. And that, that but yeah, probably has kind of created the player that I became. Uh, probably my height <laughs> made me <laughs> made me better at dodging as well because I can't get yeah. on through people. So. <laughs> Uh, to kind of develop the uh, the Shane Williams stepping and stuff like that, so yeah, uh, yeah, a bit of a combination yeah. of things there, really. Always had the nerve to get your hands on the ball as quick as mate. Always had that in you, or yeah, yeah, yeah I always, always like that. Yeah, I always get got my hands on the ball. Uh, yeah, I played played scrum half pretty much growing up as a kid, uh, right. and then I kind of probably about 15, 16, kind of started playing a bit more ten, uh, okay. and then as I kind of got into adult rugby. Yeah, then kind of enjoyed playing ten more and uh, kind of settled on on that as a position. Really, yeah. All right. So, how did you see the game different from scrum after standoff, mate? All oh, for viewers and listeners in rugby union from nine to ten, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think from nine, you you kind of constantly looking at the now, as in like, right, we need to win this ball. And then who's running off? Who's running off now? Who's going to be then running off the next one? Whereas I think at yeah. ten, you've got a bit more, bit more time to kind of come away from the like the breakdown area, and kind of think about right, maybe two or three phases time or something like that. And yeah, uh, so I think there's a yeah, there's a little bit more time involved at, at ten. Uh, whereas right. nine, yeah, it's a bit, a bit like right, who's winning this rookie here? Because if if they've yeah. all winning it, I've got to go in. Right, and then yeah, bridge you know, and stuff. Out. Who am I passing to now? Am I giving it to a forward or a back or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. A bit, just a bit more time on your hands, I think, at, at ten to kind of make make more informed decisions. Yeah, yeah. and as a kid, mate, how was your adaptive wise? Because you're just touching on there, which I didn't want to interrupt, but I imagine two or three phases forward is where you're looking. If you if if your carriers don't get you in them places, how was you reorganising? Uh yeah probably probably wasn't so great here when I was a kid to be honest. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I don't I don't think I was thinking that too far in advance really as a kid. Uh, yeah. I was probably just yeah just trying to get the ball in my hands and and sidestep as many people as I could and, and score score. Or, At least you had it in, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I was 
yeah, I was I was I was quick when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I could I could outpace quite a few people, and and I had a I had a really good step and a good dummy. So yeah, I, I used to score quite a few tries. To be fair. Yeah, and the beauty is back then, mate. You you literally are playing what you see. That's not even court staying here. You're just playing for the love of the game, aren't you? At that age yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. You're probably not thinking too much about tactics and things like that. Oh. I suppose when you get to start start getting to like under thirteens, fourteens, and you're playing on a full size pitch, and you're then thinking a bit more like, oh, do we kick it here? Do we kick it there? Yeah, league uh, systems and cup comps and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of has its own kind of pressures and things, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So any regional stuff then, mate? Because uh, rugby union, from what I remember, it's not so much town team, is it? Like rugby league. Yeah. And, and so, was rugby league ever an option for you? Yeah. So I, pl- I played a bit yeah. of rugby league uh, as a as a kid. Uh, I think I first started playing for the town team. It might have been like under nines or something. Uh, yeah. And then under tens. Uh, we had a thing. I don't know if you. Played in it or involved in it, the Great Manchester Youth Games. Oh, uh, it's a big, it's a big thing where, uh, like Rochdale and Oldham, Tameside, Wigan, St Helens, Salford. There's about like 12, 12 boroughs around Greater Manchester uh, that all played yeah. against each other. Uh, I can't remember where it was now. It was in, in Manchester somewhere, uh, and it was like a big, massive sporting complex. And there was like, rugby league, there was tennis, there was cricket, there was lacrosse. Hockey, there was all sorts of sports going on. It was just like a massive, like little Olympics almost. It was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so I, I played for the town team for Rochdale at under tens level there. Uh, right. we, we did all right actually. I think we came. I think we came third. Uh, Wigan and St Ellen's were head and shoulders above. Yeah. Head and shoulders, but I think we we just pipped Salford to to third. I think which was pretty good achievement for us. We were pretty happy with that. Yeah, and and on the back of that, no. No rugby league side stepping round, do you know? Uh, no, I don't. Not that I know of. No, uh, no I don't. <laughs> Never had an agent. Yeah, no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> might have come sniffing and yeah. asking dad or something, but I, I, I doubt it. Uh, no. But yeah, and then we played. Uh, played when I was in year six. We played a uh, cup final, the Rochdale Schools, like primary schools right. tournament. Uh, we played that at Rochdale's football ground, and I. I think I scored about seven tries that day. <laughs> so yeah. if anyone would have, uh, would have picked me up, they'd have picked me up from there. But no, I don't think anyone anyone asked me to come down to any uh, rugby league clubs or anything. I was going to say, because the, the, without being rude, it's, anyway, it's Mayfield's the better team, isn't it? The Rochdale it, Mayfield. They've got yeah, like the little ground there, haven't they? Yeah, so there's Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, and obviously there's Hornets. Uh, yeah. There, there are Sorry, of... I meant amateur-wise, it's probably Mayfield, isn't it? That's... Yeah, yeah, that's the probably standout the biggest, name. Yeah, yeah, probably the biggest club around, and and I've not heard of many other clubs now since working in Oldham and since knowing rugby a bit more. There's loads yeah. of amateur clubs in in Oldham, like massive, like Waterhead and Saddleworth, uh, yeah, St Anne's and stuff like that. So there's quite a few over in Oldham, but yeah, there's only really, only really Mayfield in in uh, in Rochdale. I think Milner and UA Cobras used to be a bit of a team when when I was younger. And then I think right. Little bit might have a bit of a team nowadays as well, but not not sure to yeah. So yeah, Little right. Fields is the biggest amateur one, yeah. Yeah. And and just a little bit off topic, mate, as you said, you're working in Oldham now. Is is the buzz back in Oldham with rugby league with what Mike Ford's doing or is it spoke about a lot? Uh the 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 trying, I think it it kind of petered out a little bit about 
four or five years ago, uh, just before COVID, I'd say. And then after COVID, not much happened either. Uh, we were having like Oldham Cup competitions where there were only three teams entering and stuff like that, which was really disappointing, really. But they're trying to revive it now. Uh, they've put quite a bit of things in place to kind of uh, get things back, get back moving with it. Uh, and it sounds like uh, it'll hopefully get a bit better this year. So, yeah, hopefully it'll uh, kind of go from strength to strength now. Yeah. No, they've signed well, mate. I'm, they've signed a few big names early doors there. Uh, oh, uh, like Jordan Turner, yeah, Jordan Turner, Joe Wardle. Right. Couple of that from Witness are rumoured as well. And I'm not up to speed with my, my yeah. mental league, to be honest. I'm, I'm up to speed with yeah. my mental league at the minute. Yeah, uh, oh, mate, it's flying, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because uh, my, my wife plays. Uh, my wife plays for Leeds, right. uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite quite up to speed with all that. But yeah, men's rugby league, I'm, okay. I'm not not that tuned in to be honest. So another interesting one. Then how do you find it spectating? Because I've no doubt your partner's done it for you for years. Oh, so you're God. feeling the different side, aren't you? It's it's worth spectating, I think, because uh, when you're <laughs> on the pitch, you can do something about it. What they what yeah. they played. They played Barrow yesterday, uh, and if they won right. that, they'd have won. They'd have won the league and gone up to Super League right. One. Uh, yeah, they lost by two points, but they oh, it was so frustrating because uh, they they turned the ball over so many times on first and second tackle, and they just kept putting themselves under pressure. Uh, yeah, so yeah it's a bit gutting, really. Uh, Barrow are quite good, though, stay, aren't they? Like, yeah, they're good. Not, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they. Featherstone, Featherstone went up as champions. I think they all right. ended up on the same amount of points, but Fev had uh, a better points difference. Uh, okay. yeah, Fev and uh, and Lee and uh, Barrow, really good, really good sides. Uh, yeah. Each bit different. Lee liked to kind of yeah. try and get it a bit wider and use the pace. They've got quite a lot of young, young pacey backs. Uh, right. Whereas Fev and Barrow, a bit more traditional, truck it up in the middle and, and use the physicality yeah. in the middle there. Uh, and that that came through yesterday. Really, I think some of the young league girls just uh, just made a few little errors, and because they played at Lee Sports Village, so I don't know whether the occasion got to them a little bit. Maybe uh, yeah. there certainly were more errors than than they normally do. Yeah, great experience, all mate, isn't it? It's like hopefully gives yeah. them a bit of fire next year as well. It was brilliant. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm really tearing up at one point, honestly, because uh, yeah. Claire, my wife, she scored to go twelve. 12 8 up, I think it was, and the crowd. I think the crowd, I think there was like 1300 there yesterday, 1310, I think it was, right. uh, and all the crowd like singing away. And I was like, Flipping yeah. out, this, this is mega. It's this class, that and it, yeah, it honestly, it was brilliant. Yeah, it's a really good advert yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah, oh, superb, mate. So, how was your, your transition into high school, mate? How was it as a, as a kid going into like big schools, as they say? Yeah, yeah, I kind of took it all in my stride. Really, I had my two older brothers who had who had been to the school, so I knew and my mum and dad knew a lot of the teachers. So I kind of probably that cocky year seven who like knows knows everything. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I remember actually, I, I robbed. Uh, we used to we used to play football out on the playground, and and we robbed some of the six farmers ball, like one of the footballs, and we were kicking it around because there's about there's about fifty year sevens playing football, and there's only like ten yeah. six farmers. And one of my brother's mates came up to me and went, look, Steve, you're not getting a hiding because you're my Mike's brother, but otherwise, give us a ball back. <laughs> and <I'll go>, yeah. <laughs> Bless him, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There you go, there's a ball. <laughs> so how was like uh, school rugby compared to club rugby, mate? What was the standard like? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit different, but... Uh, 
to be honest, when when I was growing up uh, at Rugby Union at Rochdale, we we were always kind of struggling to try and make a team, uh, and that was yeah. the kind of case at, at Rugby League as well. It was a bit like, right, you got about four or five players who play. And then right, he's quick. He he plays football on the wing. Yeah, let's stick him in the wing. Oh, yeah, he he'll be all right. He can truck up a few balls. Yeah, uh, so yeah, it was a bit like scratching around for a team. A bit like a bit like uh, at the weekend playing playing rugby union. Uh, but yeah, because we played rugby league at school. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there was there's me and a couple of other lads who who had quite a bit of rugby experience, uh, and we kind of tried to tried to control as much as we could, and then get the other lads yeah. in, uh, involved. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's probably like three or four of us who did the majority of the, probably the tackling and the running. And the, the rugby stuff, yeah. 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 But yeah, it was so good. So did you all play in the spine? Sorry, mate. So if you can, for listeners, like it'd be easier yeah. if you were all spine players, wouldn't it? Yeah. So you can sort of fill in I think the, I, the, the blanks, really. I think I just played scrum half, so that would have been six, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, both courts. Yeah, so I played scrum half yeah. union, and then yeah. I, think I, I think I probably played scrum half rugby league as well. Sometimes probably right. like hooker. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, maybe hooker as well. I think we had someone else yeah. who, was, who was a hooker who had a decent pass on him. Uh, Don Kirchhoff, right. I think he used to play hooker. Uh, and then there'd be me. I, put, I think I'd play, probably play six. And then uh, I think there's another good good lad called David Lawler. He, he used to play, uh, he probably played loose forward, I think. So yeah, probably like your, yeah. your your hooker, loose forward, and scrum half. That was that was probably us three who who, who played okay. the rugby league, to be honest. And then a lot of yeah. them were just kind of raw and didn't really play much. I think. Right. No, that's fair enough, mate. And any any big games at school, mate, or was it all geared yeah, towards club rugby? Some, some good ones actually. Yeah, some crackers. Like we used to play one team, Hollingworth High, and they used to just have two absolute mutants. Can't remember the names now. Ryan and Gaz, it was Gaz Ellison, I think, and Ryan Howarth, uh, and they were just massive and just rapid as well. Both of them, Ryan especially, uh, smoking tattoos, a mortgage oh, at thirteen, yeah, <laughs> full on beard and stuff like that. Yeah. Was like, what? Where have you come from? <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we had a couple of good games against Hollywood High, and then uh, it's funny because. We we played another team in in uh, Rochdale called Wardle, and that was where a lot of my mates went. My best mate went there, uh, yeah. and they weren't they weren't particularly great at first. But then he managed to get quite a few of them down coming to rugby union, uh, and you could see him like getting better and better every year. Uh, so we yeah. used to beat him quite easily by like forty points in year seven, year eight, and then year nine. That was like the turning point. Year nine, they beat us by a point uh, in the Rochdale Cup final. Yeah. My best mate kicked a drop goal, the knob. Uh, <laughs> so he, uh, he kicked the winning drop goal against us and we lost by a point. I was absolutely devastated. Yeah. Uh, so that, was a, that was a that was a great final that one. Uh, that was down at Mayfield, yeah. uh, and then the year after that, I think that was uh, we played that at the, the the football ground again at Hornets Ground, uh, and they just beat us. I think that was about twelve eight or something like that. So yeah, we had some really yeah. really good good games uh, in those, and we actually we 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 entered the because Saint Cuthbert's is kind of on the border between Oldham and Rochdale. Uh, right. So we, we entered the Oldham Cup uh, in our first year in year seven. Uh, and we got to the final of that, actually. Uh, but we lost, uh, I think it was St. Benedict's, I think it was, something like that. But we played... Wouldn't have been great if you'd have won that, though, would it? If, like, you're yeah, not no, quite... Yeah, 
I remember we, we beat Count Hill in the semi-final and they, again, they were just a team full of mutants. They were just massive. Uh, I mean, I was only small as a kid, like, but these lads were absolutely huge and somehow we managed to beat them. Uh, so we beat uh, them in the semi-final and then we should have won the final as well, but I missed a load of kicks at goal and I think Don missed a load of kicks at goal as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, a, bit, a bit frustrating that, but never mind. You always had that in the locker then, mate. You've been a bit of a nudge throughout playing. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I said, me me and a few lads would go up to the rugby club on a Saturday with our dads. They'd probably just take us up there at like what time they were meeting or something like that. And then we'd have an hour and a half yeah. before the game, just kicking a ball about the pitch. And then we'd watch the game. And then we'd be there for about three hours after the pit, afterwards, just kicking the ball about on the pitch as well. Must have been a dream for our dads, honestly. I take yeah. my, my kids up to the rugby club now and it's like, oh God, where are they now? Where are they? <laughs> Oh, they yeah. really want. Where's my iPad? Where's my iPad? I we'd just be off, like yeah, right, right. out and that. Yeah. One o'clock, right? Off you go. Make sure you're back here by it's dark. And we're like, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. No, well, how long's the facility's been as good as the are, mate? When you were playing with the not as good, or has it always been pretty good setup? Yeah, it's always it's always been a decent setup. Uh, but yeah. they moved to the new clubhouse uh, about probably about twenty years ago, I think it was. Uh, so the old clubhouse uh, was quite big as well. Uh, yeah. It, it, it fit per fit, it was fit for purpose. It worked pretty well. The change rooms were all right and everything. Uh, the last couple of years, as we knew, we were kind of moving over to the to the new build. Uh, a few drunken nights and a few holes started appearing in walls and ceilings and things like yeah. that. Head shaped, head shaped uh, holes and walls <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, well, that's a bit Before of a social media, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look yeah. at social media <laughs> around them. Uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, so by the end of it, it was probably definitely uh, ready for for moving over. Uh, but yeah, the facilities yeah. over there are amazing now. And then they did a yeah, they're spot on, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know if you've been there the last yeah. couple of years, but they did a, an upgrade a couple, probably three, two, three years ago now, when they they made the new balcony. Uh, now yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, now they've got underneath the balcony as well. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, it's really good. Great great on a match day, especially on a nice, yeah. nice hot day. Well, I think they play, like, is it the League Cup final there? Yeah, the way, yeah. The way do, to beat someone in that. It's, it's, a, it's a top day. Like, you can't follow it, actually. You're right, yeah, with the new, like, underneath the balcony, isn't it? Like, a bit of a... Yeah, like a I mean, bait, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure if they've got a license to sell beer or not. Uh, so I think they're trying to go through that, trying to get a license to sell the beer yeah. on the stand now as well. Right. Um, so yeah, once they get that going, that'll be a uh, proper rowdy down there. <laughs> yeah. Right, mate. So going through school, any rep stuff, any county stuff or out like that? No. So out because I was really small. Uh, I think I did try out for Lancashire when I was maybe under under thirteens or something like that. Uh, and didn't didn't get picked. Uh, I was probably about a foot smaller than everyone else, uh, but I felt like my my skill set and my my pace and my agility probably should have got me got me a game. Uh, and when I speak yeah. to people now, because I've I've played like uh, Lancashire men's for what fifteen years or something like that now. Uh, when I always say, "Oh yeah, I never played Lancashire when I was younger," they're like, "What? How on earth did you not play Lancashire?" It's like. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people go with what they know, don't they? Like, Bass doesn't fit as well sometimes, does it? Well, yeah, yeah. Rochdale weren't wasn't a particularly particularly big club then. Uh, I mean, it's not particularly yeah. big now, but it's got a massive junior section. Uh, yeah. But maybe back then it probably didn't have the junior section that it that it has now. Uh, 
and we've had a bit more success recently in the in the juniors as well. So uh, probably the coaches were looking at, at this young lad from from Rochdale, very small. Yeah, looks quite good, but I might go with this guy from Preston. He's been there and done it. He's at a, uh, a rugby school, so you can see why they why they didn't go for me. Uh, but yeah, never 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 got to do any uh, any rep stuff. Yeah, it doesn't help that his dad was probably the cutsman, stitcher, cut yeah. the doctor and all that. <laughs> yeah, doesn't help, mate, does well, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of happened. There's a lad called Chris Leck, yeah. I think it was, and his dad was Phil Leck. Uh, yeah, he, oh, was, right. <laughs> he was the coach and, yeah. and Chris got picked. <laughs> right. Well, well, it's right though, mate, and it unfortunately you're going, like, uh, when you're a kid, it's sort of like, it's sort of semi-trial, semi-camp, in it? Yeah. And you yeah. do a, a bit of a session and then play, and it, they're all rocking up in Lancashire gear, and you're just in your club stuff. Yeah. And you, you get you, you get, get the hint then, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So, are you, are you playing both? Called right through school till you end up leaving school, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I played. I mean, I mean, you probably only played a handful of games at school level, uh, rugby league. So we probably made a play, play like three or four games a season. Whereas union, you're probably playing twenty games or something like that. Uh, even yeah. though they were friendlies at those points, they were never friendlies though, were they? Uh, no. Yeah, we uh, we just got up until then about under seventeens. Then you, you're in a. I think that was the first time we got entered in a proper league. Uh, I think we had there was the Lancashire Cup, so the, I think the Lancashire Cup was from under thirteens onwards, uh, and we always used to get beat by Preston in that my age group anyway. Uh, but I sometimes played for the year above. Uh, right. But then I think it was about under seventeens we finally beat Preston, and I think we I don't know whether we won the Lancashire Cup that year or it might be the year after that. But yeah, when they started introducing the leagues at under seventeens and under under nineteens at Colts level, uh, that was where we actually got got really successful, and I think we won. Uh, we won the Lancashire and Cheshire League and the League Cup, and then I think the following year I think we won the the Lancashire Cup. Uh, I think we might have beat Witness in the final actually, perhaps. Oh, when was that at Colts? Yeah, that was at Colts. Yeah, so see, junior Colts was under seventeens, right. and then senior Colts yeah. under eighteens and nineteens. So I had a I had a year when I was uh, when I was eighteen playing with the age group above. Uh, yeah. And they had a really good set of forwards, uh, and a and a good good ten. Uh, he's a good kicker, Dicko. Uh, so I'd play nine, uh, and our team yeah. just gelled really well with them. Where they were a bit short, we had we had uh, the players to 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 fulfil that at the eighteen, right. and then they became too old. Uh, so I think that yeah. was the team that we won the league with and the league cup, and then they became too old, and we then merged with the. The team below us, uh, yeah. and they again just just some of the players in there fit uh, fitted so well with our our team. Uh, they had a good nine, so then I kind of moved out to ten. Uh, but they had a good ten anyway. Actually, I don't know if you know Chris Johnson, yeah. uh, John O. So he heard of him actually. Yeah, was he at CLFC as well? Yeah, CLFC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah he played CLFC, filed. Uh, yeah, he's played in the national leagues for years. So me and John O. Yeah, easier blow me. So. When I was talking about those kids who playing when we were five, six years old, that was me, Jono, yeah. and Ross, and a few others. Right. Uh, so yeah, Jono would play twelve. I'd play ten, and, and Tweedale would play nine. So we had a really good uh, little little bat line there. Combination there. Yeah. 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 So we, I think I think that was the year we won the the Lancashire Cup. Uh, yeah, that was over at Eccles that one. Yeah. Do you think the the 
Because it's classed as, for viewers and listeners that don't know, mate, to start a men's rugby really cult, isn't it? Especially senior cult. You'll rock up to some teams and it's like the second team virtually, isn't it? It's not even like a cult team sometimes. Yeah. So I do mean, you think that that year at nine helped you settle in and then when you stepped in at tens, when you come into your own a bit more? Yeah, I think that's when, yeah, I really started to kind of feel more confident at 10, I think. Uh and making all the decisions and things like that. I think that was that was the year that kind of because uh, that that was the year where I'd uh, I actually went to university that year and I didn't get yeah. in teams in my first year and uh, I had a really bad day at the trials day and I just thought oh maybe I'm maybe I'm not good enough. Uh, so yeah. I went I went home every now and then uh, played like the the big games for the Colts. Uh, yeah. and played 10 for them and I kind of grew into it and I I, I felt I got my confidence back uh, and thought actually yeah, yeah I, I should be playing 10 for the university I, I, I am good enough and then I tried the next yeah. year and, and I got in the teams yeah so uh, yeah I think I kind of, kind of uh, yeah came into my own that, that year when I was a when I was a senior cult maybe yeah right and is that the first time you ever really questioned your ability or was it the first yeah. time you had to sit and maybe have a think about how good you was because you've just yeah. been enjoying yourself? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was like, yeah, I tried, I tried out, uh, and I like I say, I had a shocking day, uh, and again, a bit like when I was trying out for Lancashire, the, the lads at uni were probably looking at my player profile, going, "Oh, he's played for Rochdale. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Uh, yeah. he's, played, he's never played for Lancashire. He's never had any representative honours. Let's have a look at him. Oh, he's tiny." Uh, uh, yeah, he's not having a great day. Yeah, we won't pick him. Uh, and right. yeah, I kind of like thought, oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm not good enough to to kind of play at this level. Uh, and it's quite daunting, really, at Loughborough, because uh, that's where I went to. I don't know if I said I went to Loughborough. Uh, yeah. So I used to go down watching the first team and and even the second and third team and fourth team. Uh, and you're watching the players and you're thinking, there's some awesome players here, absolutely brilliant. And I'm kind of thinking in my mind, thinking, am I am I at that level? I'm, I'm not sure if I am or not. Uh, so then I, I kind of, yeah, you kind of doubt yourself a little bit. Uh, so that's yeah. when I kind of went back playing playing at Rochdale uh, for my first year at Union. I didn't go back every weekend, just every every now and yeah. then for like the big cup games and, and league games and stuff like that, I think. Uh, and then, as I said, my second year, I felt much more of a, of a competent and a, and a confident player at 10 then. Because uh, yeah. I think at the time I was still not sure whether I was a nine or a ten. Uh, and then I was going to say somewhere to stamp your authority and a bit of stability in a number. Yeah, so yeah. you can really hone your game to it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that second year I went back and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a ten, and, I, and I, I'm probably much more confident in my in my uh, abilities at ten then, so and in my confidence. So uh, I think that probably came out in the trials then, and then I got picked, and I ended up, I think, the end of that year then playing. Uh, Playing in the Booster final at Twickenham and we won that. So, uh, yeah, hell of a right. year that. All right, yeah, it sounds it to be fair. So I'll rewind a little bit, mate. So leaving school, what was what was the ambition, regardless of your grades? What did you want to do? Yeah, so I wanted to, I wanted to go to Loughborough because uh, it was just a really sporty uni. I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I was I was possibly thinking about getting a golf uh, scholarship. Uh, I think I was playing off four handicap at the time at golf. Uh so I was I was kind Are you of just looking... someone that's just good at everything, Steve, sorry mate. Was you not like joking aside, was you just pretty 
gifted yeah. and it's just about what you decided to pick. Yeah, I was I was yeah. I was that annoying kid who was just good at everything. My <laughs> my mates my mates still hate me now, honestly. Yeah. Like, is there any sport you're not good at? Uh so yeah, I mean I, I was I was naturally good at a lot of sports. Yeah. But I also played a lot of them. Like I put a lot of time and effort into yeah. them. Like I'd be out golfing like all day. Like when I finished my GCSEs and my A levels, you get like quite a long summer, don't you? Because you finish like May, June or something like that. You've got like two months then. I'd be out at the golf course every day. I'd get a taxi up there in the morning at nine o'clock or my mum and dad would drop me off. And then I'd, I'd play like two rounds a day, three rounds a day sometimes and then just come home late at night. Like I said, I must have been a dream for my mum and dad. <laughs> yeah, didn't eat and wasn't having <laughs> Oh yeah, I just I just have some toast yeah. or something like that. Yeah, They'd just send me off to the golf club with ten quid or something, right? Have a yeah. feeling. Uh, so yeah, you do I'll, nothing I'll, with a ten and I'll make, and yeah, oh, yeah, you won't go far. <laughs> now, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I love I love playing playing all different sports. But yeah, I was I was, I was very good at golf, uh, and I was I was um and hour in about shall I go for a scholarship? But then I had a little look into like the like the there's like a, a European amateur tour, I think, at the time or something, and you had to have a handicap of like two was the highest, but then there were people who were like plus seven and stuff like that, and and I was thinking, I'm, I'm miles off them boys. There's no, there's yeah. no way. I'm really Even though you're good, you know that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's good, and then there's there's good, that, and then there's like yeah. seriously good, <laughs> like oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I don't think I'd have ever, I'd have ever got to uh, to that level with with, with my swing. But uh, yeah, so I, I was looking at maybe maybe doing that. But then in the end, I just yeah, I just I got the grades that I needed to. Uh, yeah. The course, I quite liked the course as well because uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I was I was really good at maths, uh, so and I I kind of thought accountancy makes a lot of money. So they had a course that was called maths, accounting, and financial management. So I was like, that sounds perfect for me. It's a real yeah. sport of uni, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go there for that. Yeah. No, and and did he cater for off the out the classroom as much as the classroom there? Oh yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Uh, so like I said, I didn't get in the teams in my first year, but then because uh, there's so many sporty people that go there and probably don't get in the teams, yeah. they have an inter hall competition, and there's probably about 12, 12 halls at, at Loughborough. Uh, and the inter hall competitions are seriously competitive. Uh, so like yeah. we played like sevens rugby. Uh, so my hall won that because there was me, and another lad who didn't get in uh, on the trails, and then there was one lad who uh, he was signed up to Leicester Tigers at the time, but they wouldn't let him play for uni. Uh, so okay. he just played. He just played for the halls. <laughs> so uh, there were three of us who were just like really, really good. Uh, so we won that one, but then like even playing like football and uh, table tennis and stuff like that, it was like really good Serious. level. Yeah, yeah, really good level. Yeah, and you'd have all the like all your hall cheering you on on the sidelines. So it actually got quite like yeah. quite feisty some games as well. <laughs> I remember some football games were quite quite feisty. Yeah. Uh, so how do you how do you adapt, mate? So you've gone from thirteen to fifteen aside. So you're playing both courts. You go to uni. You're playing. Is it? Like uh, your first serious sevens, or have you done a bit of sevens before? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've done a bit of sevens before. I think that was probably yeah, probably probably the first time I've done sevens. My first year at uni. Yeah. No, we probably probably did a bit of sevens. Messed about with it, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. how did you adapt, mate? How did you find it? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of suited my game. Sevens. I was all about kind of evasion and stuff like that. 
so yeah, it kind of suited my game uh, down to the yeah. ground really. So yeah, I enjoyed that. I was I'm fit as a fiddle really. Uh, I wasn't like out and out rapid, but I was quick enough, and I was really quick over like five or ten yards, so I could make a break. Yeah. And then I probably just didn't have the gas to finish it off, and then I'd look to someone else to to kind of finish it off. Uh, right. or if it wasn't too far, I could I could finish it myself. Uh, so yeah, it kind of suited me, and uh, yeah, I mean that playing playing league because uh, I never really played at a very high level. Uh, there was probably never any kind of structure or anything like that, so it was kind of just like yeah, play play what's in front of you. Uh, right. Yeah, it's not like it's not like right first tackle we do this, second tackle we get to the middle, third tackle yeah. we go to the edge. It was just right. He can catch the ball. I'll give it him. Right, he can't catch it. Or I'll run it in myself here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I never really played played league at a, a good level. Really, uh, just just at school, which, uh, like I say, there were three, four, five lads who, who kind of good good players, and the rest were just like sports, like just athletes yeah. who were decent. Uh, so you said you enjoyed it enough, though, to be able to maybe like game manage a little bit better, spot spaces, out of it spaces, and stuff. It allowed yeah. you to broaden your game in union, didn't it, mate? Yeah. So was you getting expenses to come home and play in the big games from Rochdale? So would you get train money and out like that, mate? No. Uh, no, no. Uh, especially at that time, I, was, I think I was only playing for the Colts, really. Uh, I don't right. know if I played a few first. I, I, I did actually play. I played a few first team games. Uh, yeah. But no, I don't. I don't think I got any money then. Uh, they've they've never paid Rochdale. I think they might have. Maybe paid a bit of expenses sometimes, but I never got a couple of pints or whatever. Uh, not not even that really, no. Uh, no tokens, no. No, no. I don't, no I, that's I don't something like I've always said at the club. They should do, because uh, yeah. they, they they pride themselves on being fully amateur and like they do, so they they never pay anyone. Uh, and I've I said, get that, mate. But there's a nice little incentive in it to train so, twice a week or whatever. This, this is what I've kind of said yeah. to him. I said, "Oh, if you want to keep some of the lads sticking around that might have offers here, there, and everywhere, maybe just a couple yeah. of beer tokens and stuff like that will, will kind of keep them around. Maybe just like a gesture yeah. of goodwill, almost." Uh, yeah. So I don't know if that's something that they'll they'll do in the future or not. I don't know. We'll see. Right. Oh, it's because I was going to mention this a bit later on, but you know when you think back of like the players you grew up playing with, and you've named lads that can play. And then a bit like witness, really, like you'll know the Rileys and that, don't you? So imagine yeah. if you were able to keep Rochdale lads playing for Rochdale, like yeah, I mean, like us with witness lads playing elsewhere, like McGuff's playing at Didsbury now, and you know that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. you'd like to think there'd be some like you're not asking to pay tons of money a week or like like that, are you? You're just saying to sort my beer out, and it can be the difference between mates sticking around or. Yeah, going out to work, aren't it? Yeah, we've had some some great players come through the club recently. Uh, like when when I was a kid, there was a guy called Spencer Bromley. He, he was the only one really. He, he, I think he played for Harlequins. Uh, I think he'd be the only player who played at Rochdale who went kind of professional. Uh, yeah. And then my my age group, we had a really good age group, uh, but no one that kind of went on to play to play pro or anything like that. Uh, and then the age group above was good as well, and the age group below was good as well. Like I say, me and John have pr- probably been uh, got to the highest level. Uh, like John was yeah, two great successes. Yeah, yeah, we've had a good, 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 uh, good careers at, at national league level. Uh, John was captained England student, uh, not students, England counties and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'd always been the kind of the the two highest, other than uh, the, the the lad Spencer Bromley, and then. 
more recently, uh, we've had a lot more success now, like uh, Danny Kelly, who uh, plays at Leicester Tigers. Uh, yeah, the centre. Yeah, centre, yeah. He's had a couple of yeah. caps for England. He's been a bit unlucky with injuries and stuff, but yeah, he, uh, yeah. he came through Rockdale's uh, junior teams. Uh, and then uh, a lad recently, Beltus, uh, he just signed for yeah. Hampton Saints. I played with him at Sedge last year. Uh, so yeah. he came through. He came through uh, Rochdale as well. Uh, so hopefully he'll, right. he'll go on to do to do big things as well. And then there's, there's been quite a few others as well. Nathan Fowles. Uh, he was a few years below me. Uh, he played at Sale Sharks for a little bit. I'm not sure how how he's he's done since then. I, last time I spoke to yeah. his, his granddad, he was I think he was off to South Africa or something like that. Uh, okay. So yeah, we've had we've had a few a few good players, and and there's there's, there's a few more now that are kind of. I think one lad went to Blackburn last year, and a few others that have kind of gone to, yeah. to clubs around as well. Uh, so it's just because the the, the minis and juniors yeah. are kind of thriving. Thriving, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that that's what you're trying to do. Like, it's one thing leaving for clubs like even like you and John. Oh, really? No offense to Rochdale, same for witness lads that I've just mentioned. Like, especially if it's a few leagues above, you understand that the challenge is there, and then Lancashire hopefully comes on the back of that. But yeah. you know, and no offense to Blackburn as well, but when they're leaving for a similar level, mate, it can it can be the difference, can't it? Yeah, I mean, or a bit of expenses if yeah. he's working away or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, I think Blackburn are paying a little bit of money, well, quite a bit of money, I think. Yeah. Uh, so okay, it's it's hard it's hard to knock them in it really when you you go and yeah. play at a higher level and getting a bit of money for it. You're thinking, well, why why would you not do that? It's yeah. it's like when people are having to go at the the people going over to Saudi Arabia now and stuff playing football it's like you're getting paid silly four, money in it yeah paid four times what you what you're getting uh like yeah. I know it's different like professional level and stuff and footballers they don't really need all that money so it probably matters more for the lads around here if they're getting yeah. 100 150 200 quid a game somewhere else playing at a higher level you can't you can't, take it, mate. you can't yeah. have a go for, for going, can you really? No, no, you can't. You can't at all. So when when uni finished, mate, what was the crap with rugby? Was was Rochdale the the target to sort of settle in and play regular first team rugby? Yeah, so uh, I'd had a year in a placement year, uh, so that was like my third year of uni, where I'd gone back and played for Rochdale. Uh, yeah. and we moved over to the North East League so we played up at Hartlepool a uh, couple of games up there Middlesbrough, Morpeth, Percy Park so we had some great away trips on, on that, that season uh, so I really enjoyed <laughs> that season uh, and then after I finished uni I started doing my teacher training uh, so I was living I was living at home uh, so yeah I've just played at Rochdale uh, and we had Really good year that year. We got promoted from level six, it was. Uh, so we went up to level five, and that's the highest I think Rochdale's ever been. Uh, we had a, a good mix of lads who I'd played Colts with, uh, with a good mix of like older, more experienced lads in the forwards. Uh, and then we had a couple of uh, young, really raw talents uh, on the wing and at fullback. So we had a really good mix that year, and we we, we went up. Like I said, we won, we won the league. Uh, and then we survived the next year at level five, uh, playing against. Also, oh, you were ready to go up as well. Obviously, then weren't you? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you can be a bit uh, naive to it, can't you? And that yeah. way days become a bit harder. Yeah, I mean, we always knew we were gonna we were gonna struggle at that level. Uh, yeah. I think 
I think we played against Sheffield Tigers and they had like, I think it was a fully international front row or something. It was like a Canadian prop and then a Namibian hooker or something like that. Anyway, they had a, like some big boys in the front row and, and they must have been paying them a bit of money. Uh, and yeah. we were fully amateur, like just all lads who had grown up together and, mates, and played, yeah. Played, yeah, mates who played together. Uh, so yeah, to survive at that level against teams who were paying big money, like we, we had played against uh, Darlington Modern Park at that level and we, we beat them comfortably yeah. at our place. Uh, that was towards the end of the season, uh, one of the last games we needed to win. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we beat them at, and that was uh, like level yeah level five and then they, I think they went up the, the following year and then they kind of yeah. Uh, gone up then again and they'll put national one now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's class, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, I think they, they, yeah. they bought it for a pound or something from the football club off the footy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that was what, what happened. Uh, yeah, we we played them that year at their old ground. Uh, oh, okay, I think, that, I think that was a new ground as well, actually. Uh, so that was for Rochdale, and then I yeah. ended up playing against them about five years later for Sedge. Uh, okay. We played, we played up at the stadium, uh, so that was pretty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, no, it is. It's a class, class canal. Yes. Yeah, so, you okay? Yeah. No, it's it's a yeah. Sorry, it's a boss ground, isn't it? It's like. Oh yeah, I just lost it. It is unreal. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real nice ground. Yeah. 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 It's a bit different when it's empty, but it's uh, yeah. It's a it's a good. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, uh, good ground. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not so bad. when pound is it? <laughs> No, that's it, mate, isn't it? Basically, you got it for free, haven't they? So, when when you're, are you really comfortable at this point, Steve? And you realise you can you can play at that level? Is that when people start having chats with you and stuff? Yeah, I was probably, uh, yeah, full of confidence at that level, knowing that I was one of the better players at that level, and and probably could play higher. Uh, well, yeah, I knew I knew I, knew I could play higher. Uh, I was yeah. like making a lot of breaks and. And have the gas then to kind of finish off or sidestep the fullback and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, the, I really enjoyed those years playing playing with the lads because uh, there's some great great talents in 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 around those lads as well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I always kind of felt yeah I, I could I could push on and play a bit higher. Uh, I think in those two years, I think I I got picked to play for Lancashire. Uh, so the first year was. The year we got promoted, uh, and I played. I think I only played one or two games, uh, but again we ended up winning, uh, winning the final at Twickenham. So that was a pretty good experience. Uh, and then they they kind of asked if I, uh, if I wanted to to go to Fylde. Uh, was it Fylde? No, it was actually uh, it was Pete Anglesey at, at Sale. Uh, he kind of asked what I want to kind of come to sale uh, and like be in the development team or something like that. And I, I just kind of thought, I, I don't want to go somewhere and and be cannon fodder for the first team and, and play. Yeah, a holding tackle bags and stuff. Yeah, yeah, a handful of games and stuff like that. And and at that point, I was 23, uh, just done my teacher training Uh and I'd have had to kind of give that up to kind of I don't know I don't we never got talking about money or anything like that but yeah. I imagine it'd be about fifteen grand or something like that to kind of train full time and and like I say hold bags most of the times against the first team and play a handful yeah. of games 
and I just didn't really didn't really fancy it to be honest. Uh, I, I probably always knew my height was going to limit me a little bit. Uh, I mean, you you got some players like I think Simpson Daniel. He's probably a similar size to me or something like that. Mark Simpson Daniel. Yeah. Uh, I think he was playing nine around that time for Sale, but again, he was kind of on the bench most times or in the in the jet squad or not not playing. So I kind of I kind of thought, yeah, I'd rather just play at Rochdale and, and have another year there. We've got promoted. Let's stay up with Rochdale hopefully and and then see where it where it takes me after that. because uh, I, I just wanted to play rugby really. I didn't want to I didn't want to kind of be uh playing half a fodder like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still a big call for a young man that though, mate, isn't it? Because it like a lot of lads I know they're getting fed with one hand, but they could that a feeder and will take it with the other, won't they? But young lads never see the take; they need to just see the give. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's a tough one to make, and yeah, I might look back and say, actually, did you? Were you a bit of a coward that you you didn't try and push yourself that that much and didn't take the chance on it? But I I kind of figured at at, at twenty two, twenty three, I think I was. Probably, probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I wanted to make a professional career of it, I probably needed to be picked up a few years before that, and uh, yeah, yeah. I probably, probably knew it was probably just a bit too, too far of a stretch for me. Yeah, for an immature call though, mate. And did you, did you play at Twickers with Uni, or was that with Lanks that we? Yeah, so played twice at Twickenham with Uni actually. Um, So my in my second year. We we won. We beat Bath 10, 10-7, I think that might have been at the final because uh, they used to do all the booster finals there. I'm not sure if they do or not yeah. anymore. Uh, and then in my final year, so after my gap year, uh, we played against Hartbury in the final. Uh, we lost that one. Uh, yeah, that was a, a, a tough one. They had they were at the time they were uh, the up and coming kind of college or university. They were. Uh, like Gloucester's feeder, weren't they? Yeah, they were kind yeah. of they were just setting up all the links with Gloucester, I think, at the time, and, yeah. and quite a lot of the lads who were playing in the university team were kind of on Gloucester's books and stuff like that. So they were, yeah, they were a very good outfit. Uh, yeah. You could sell that then, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good, good, good outfit. Uh, and yeah, you you see some of the names that you played against, and I'm pretty sure some of them kind of went on playing playing professionally. Uh, Right. I mean, there's a few of the lads who played at Loughborough who've quite gone on to get make uh, good careers out of out of rugby as well. Uh, so yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've no doubt you're under no illusions, but every time you're playing in these games, it sort of consolidates your thoughts that I am actually good enough. After one time thinking maybe you wasn't, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, my first yeah. uh, first game at Twickenham was a bit of a baptism of fire, really, because uh, I was on the bench. Uh, we had a, a lad called Serge, uh, French number ten, uh, typical typical French number ten, just out, out, outrageous stuff. Uh, could win or lose you the game with a out the back pass or something like that. He was brilliant. Uh, so yeah, I loved Serge, and uh, unfortunately, he got injured after about about fifteen minutes, really. So I was kind of like thrown in after 15 minutes thinking oh my god I'm, I mean you kind of prepare yourself to, to come yeah. on and play but after 15 minutes it's like oh I didn't kind of expect this uh, and I think I put my first yeah. straight out because uh, the, the the boardings <laughs> and the, the boardings at Twickenham like like 
probably like 15 yards or 10 yards like wider than the actual pitch so it looks it looks a lot wider than the actual yeah. pitch is uh and i put i think i might have put the first two kicks straight out on the full and i was like oh my god i'm having an absolute shocker here <laughs> uh, and luckily, luckily early in the second half i made a made a bit of a break and went about 40 yards and and then i kind of set, i think i settled into things then yeah and, uh, yeah we uh it was a great great win that 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 first first game at, at Twickenham, yeah. So it sort of become a second home for you, mate, which we'll touch on in a bit, won't we? But yeah, what is it just as special every time as you go, or did a little bit of you take it for granted because it become so regular? Uh, no, it, it is pretty special every single yeah. time, really. Uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's a great it's a great great ground, great privilege to play there, but. Yeah, you, you do you do lose a little bit of that that kind of sparkle. Like when when we go there, uh, sometimes we go there the day before for Lancashire, uh, and have a little look around and stuff like that. When uh, you see some of the young lads who've never played there before, and they're like taking pictures yeah. and stuff like that, and you, you think, oh yeah, I remember I was doing that. Yeah, my yeah. first couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> so you do and lose. And the guardsman's going, "All right, Piggy, how are you doing? You're all right, mate." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back again, I Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you don't don't kind of you don't really take it for granted, but you you, you do become accustomed to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it's a mega 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 setup, and yeah, I always love playing there. Uh, it's always dead sunny there as well. Uh, I think only once or twice it's rained when when we played. Uh, so yeah, I've got some great great memories of of Twickenham. Uh, really good, uh, especially the uh, the Cornwall games when there was big massive crowds that they were brilliant. And is that something you'd achieved while still at Rochdale before moving on with your career? So that that if you did, that'd have been massive for Rochdale as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. So yeah. the the year we got promoted, uh, that was my first year after uni. Uh, I got picked for Lancashire, but uh, I only played, I think, two of the warm up games. And I didn't get on one of them, and then I went down as a travelling reserve. I think it was. Uh, right. Yes, yeah, so that was my first time at Twickenham as a travelling reserve. Uh, how do you cope with that, mate? You still like you still training that, obviously, don't you? In case anyone pulls up and that. Yeah, you still train and everything. Uh, and it was the first time uh, I'd been involved in Lancashire that year, so oh. I was kind of just kind of taking it all in, really, and just I was just so grateful to kind of be there, uh, playing with some like some amazing players and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I was really really uh, glad of the experience and stuff. Even though I'd been to Twickenham before with Uni, uh, I still yeah. enjoyed the whole day of it. Uh, and then a good, a good, uh, a good drink up afterwards on uh, on Lancashire's tab. Uh, so that was uh, <laughs> that was good. And so that was my first year when I was at Rochdale. And then my second year, we uh, we just stayed up uh, in right. at level five for Rochdale, and I got selected to play for Lancashire again. Uh, and that year, I played ten, and I played all the games at ten. Uh, and I had a really good, I had a really good campaign actually. I think that, that was a year I won uh, Player of the Year actually. Me and me and Gaz shared Player of the Year. Gaz Rawlins. Uh, so yeah, got Player of the Year that year and scored a few tries. Kicked quite, kicked quite well, and we uh, we won. We won against beat Gloucestershire in the final. I think it was. Uh, so that was yeah, that was a really good, uh, really good season. That great end to the season to play play for Lancashire uh, and representing Rochdale at the time as well. Uh, and then after that, uh, I actually broke my leg at Twickenham that year. Uh, right, okay. I was out then until the Christmas of the next year. Uh, but that was when I, I moved 
just after I'd, I'd kind of broke my leg. Uh, right. Nelly, who was the coach at, at Fylde, uh, he was the head Lancashire coach. Uh, and he kind of said, yeah, why don't you, why don't you come down to Fylde? We've got a lot of Lancashire lads playing with us and you'd fit in great with the, the team and stuff. And uh, little did I know that there were lots of things happening in the background at Fylde at the time. And uh, so I signed, I signed for Fylde. Uh, and then... About a week later, my phone starts going mental, saying, "Good luck playing with Billy Wiz next year." And I'm thinking, "What's all this about?" And then I switched on Sky Sports News, and Jason Robinson signs for Fylde. I was like, oh, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That's yeah. amazing." I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, and then Brian Ashton was coaching us as well, uh, and he just, I think he'd just taken England to uh, to the World Cup final in 2000. Seven was it or 2011? Oh, the Kuwaito moment, yeah, 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 yeah. in touch yeah. or not, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think he'd, he'd just taken England to the World Cup final, and then he was uh, he was coaching me at Fylde, and I was playing alongside Jason Robinson, a World Cup winner. It's like, what a time, <laughs> like, really, yeah, really surreal moment, yeah. <laughs> he called it, but so Brian called us the most boring team he's ever watched, you know, <laughs> when he coached Vale away because we beat him away. It might have been a crap game. It was never nice when we went there. But yeah, he was fuming, saying we're the, we're the worst boring team he's ever watched. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, he was always he was always for, for playing rugby, for running rugby. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's got a great philosophy, Brian. Uh, I still yeah. in touch with him now and, and get his kind of insight on things with the, like a little coaching group I'm in. Uh, and it's interesting yeah. to kind of hear their insight and... and uh, yeah, they're always they're always slating England's performances, really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we uh, we just we just played played from everywhere, and and Brian had kind of uh, kind of trained us to do that. He'd, he'd throw all sorts of scenarios at us and change things around and stuff like that. So we're never kind of comfortable, and we're always kind of dealing. I think he used to call it chaos, uh, dealing with chaos and things like that. If we can deal with chaos, then it brings chaos on the other team. Uh, so yeah, I, got, I learned a lot from from Brian that, that in those those two years I was, I was at Fylde. Mm. So how would you with injuries before you done your leg, mate? Because it it was kept it out for a while that though, didn't it? Is it like five or six yeah, months? That that was yeah. uh, probably my only serious injury I've had. Uh, touch wood. Uh, yeah. Oh I, well, I, I broke my arm skiing, but that was my own fault. I was doing yeah. a stupid jump skiing. Uh, Good at that as well, are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good at skiing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that was my first major major rugby injury, and and like I say, not not had too many uh, bad ones since. I've had a few bad ankle sprains and stuff like that, but yeah, uh, a broken rib from a couple of years ago from a, a bad pass that I got off uh, mate Bob. Uh, but yeah, other than that, that was that that was that. That was about nine months. I was out of the game uh, with that. Uh, and it's yeah, it's the only time I'd I'd ever been kind of I'd experienced that really where I couldn't play. Uh, so I was kind of yeah, it was a bit frustrating. Uh, so I was kind of itching to go, uh, ready ready to ready to come back as soon as I could. Really, I think I might have played one game before Christmas because I probably shouldn't have done because I should have just waited till after Christmas because it was a second team game. I think they failed, uh, but I just thought I I want to play. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I came back just before it was about probably about eight months or something like that, and then, uh, then I had my first league game filed after Christmas, uh, and yeah, it was brilliant because the 
the, the crowd over at Fylde were, were massive. Uh, they get especially with Jason Robinson that year. Uh, I think yeah. the average crowd attendance was like fifteen hundred, something like that. Uh, and then I think the game against Preston is about three or four thousand because uh, it's a big down yeah. with Preston. And then with Derby, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, there was uh, always good playing playing at file there that season. Massive crowds. I mean, they still get good crowds now. Uh, so I've yeah. always enjoyed always enjoyed playing there. Yeah. So. Just a couple of things then, mate. How are you in a new changing room? And for for two, is it easy to go in and uh, guide a team around when you when you're new to a team? Uh, yeah. I mean, when I when I first went to Fylde, uh, again, I was I was moving up, moving up a level. I think it was only one level at the time, but filed were kind of toward yeah. the top end of of level four, whereas Rochdale were kind of the bottom end of level five. So it was, yeah. it was almost a two le- two level jump, really. And I was playing with players that I'd played with uh, for Lancashire, who were like some seriously good players. Uh, so I was kind of uh, a little bit maybe went back into my shell a little bit. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably didn't. Probably wasn't as vocal uh, as I would be now, uh, so I probably yeah. let other people do the talking and just kind of concentrate on on doing my job. Probably, uh, and then yeah, maybe my second year at Fylde felt like I, I I kind of belonged a bit more. Maybe uh, yeah, we we started off the year really well, uh, and then we had a couple of couple of defeats, and then uh, I I kind of was on the bench then for pretty much the rest of the season. Uh, so yeah, How did you go up with that? Because you've been a regular starter, really, haven't you, mate? Yeah, up until that point, pretty much, yeah. I've been yeah. Uh, yeah, regular starter all my, all my life, really, for, up until that point. Uh, so, again, you, you have a bit of a bit of a, bit of a self-doubt, thinking, am I good enough to play this level? Uh, what am I kind of... Why am I, why am I travelling over to Fylde uh, to then... Go to London and sit on the bench, and sometimes yeah. not even get on. Uh, so it was a bit of a frustrating end to the year, really, because uh, like I said, it it started off so well. We'd I think we won our first four or five games, uh, and then we just lost a couple of games, and uh, the Nelly lost a bit of confidence in me, I think, uh, and he brought uh, Rich Kenyon in. He's a great player and good mate of mine. Uh, brought Rich in, who he, he'd known. Uh, from from years years before, he'd, he'd, Rich had played. I think he's a club legend. He'd been playing at the club for years, so it's like right, Piggy's having a bit of a. I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it, it was my fault that we lost the game or anything like that. But maybe just thought let's make a bit of a change, and he put Rich back in. Uh, and I think, Did he have a chat with you though? Or oh. uh, can't remember to be honest. Uh, I, was, I might just be naive and think up at a certain level, it's very similar to like. Champ and, and pro where they'd say, Listen, this isn't quite working. I want you to do this and this. But I don't know. Cause yeah. it, I, I'm, I'm, it's, I can't think if, if Nelly did have that conversation with me or not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I'd like to think he'd have thought he'd have said, Right, yeah, you need to work on this, this, and this. And then I'd have gone yeah. away and worked on it. But I don't think. And he knew you well enough as well, Steve, didn't he? Through yeah, Lancashire he, and that to coached, do that. Coached, yeah, he coached yeah. me at Lancashire a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, it, was, it was great at the end of the season because, like, yeah. I was, I'd kind of said, I'm, I'm going to leave, I'm going to go. At the time, I was, I'm 
possibly going to go back to Rochdale, but I ended up going back to Sedgley or going to Sedgley. It was the first time I'd I'd been there. Uh, but he, he just kind of said to me, he said, look, you're, you're a great player. Uh, wish you all the best and everything. And, and you, you definitely play play at this standard. Uh, but yeah. I think he, he just said, yeah, we, I just went with Rich for, for a bit more. I don't know whether he said consistency or what. I can't remember what it was now, but uh, there was no kind of hard feelings there. It was just one of those he had, he had to make kind of thing, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was frustrating that season, the second half, going down to Barking and, and other places, sitting on the bench and, and not really getting on. So yeah, uh, that kind of made my mind up that I was going to either going to move back to, to Rochdale or somewhere else, yeah. yeah. Right, and what was you like if you made an NSD? Could you leave it where it was and move on from it? Sorry, just say that again, sorry. So, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you made an NSD. How was you with, like, dealing with it? Could you just park it and move on? Or did sometimes you carry it with you, maybe? And then if you doubled up, did you go harder on yourself? No, I think I think I was all right, yeah. Uh, I'd think about it. It's quite key at 10, mate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd definitely think about it after the game. Uh but yeah, if I made an error in the game, I'd I'd kind of be looking to like next thing, next job, next job. Uh, I wouldn't really focus too much on uh, getting down or getting annoyed about it because it'd probably lead to more errors. Uh, yeah. But I'd probably, I'd definitely reflect on it after the game and think, ah, oh, if I'd have done that a bit better, or if I wouldn't have done that, uh, the whole game could have been different. Uh, yeah. So yeah, afterwards, I'd definitely reflect on it and I've had some some nights where I've struggled to sleep thinking about some of the decisions I've made on the pitch and stuff like that. But that's just kind of, kind of who I am really. I want to win every game and I want to think where I've gone wrong every game and how to improve. That's it, mate. Everything's a lesson, isn't it? So yeah. as long as you learn from it, mate. So the, the chat to go to Sedge, what, where did that come from? Who, who got in your ear and, and uh, was you glad guy, that the move? It was a guy called Dave Pete, actually. I was, uh, I was playing. Oh, he coached those Petey. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Peter, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he loved a complicated drill, didn't he, Peter? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was playing in a sevens tournament down at Broughton Park, uh, and Peter just came over. I don't know. I don't know whether his lad Sam was playing for the sevens team or not, but uh, Peter just came over and, and had a bit of a chat, and uh, a couple of lads knew him and. And I think a couple of lads played at, at Sedgley Park, like Jamie Harrison. Uh, and there was another lad, I think, uh, playing at Sedge at the time. And Pete just kind of said, oh, yeah, why don't, why don't you, you come down to Sedge? Uh, and Sedge were at National 1 at the time as well. And I still felt like I had kind of unfinished business at Level 1 almost. Uh, National 1, yeah. sorry. Because uh, I felt like I'd, I'd played well enough at Fylde and felt confident in my, my first five, six games. Felt like I was controlling the games and we were winning games and stuff like that. So I fancied, yeah, I'll, I'll have another another go at national one with uh, with Sedge, uh, and that was that was going really well. Uh, we we were third or fourth, I think, in the league at one point when uh, we'd played about four or five games. Uh, but then we had a couple of bad losses away at Loughborough Students and away at Ealing. Because uh, our coach at the time was Clive Griffiths, uh, oh, yeah. he was he was also coaching Canada's national team. So the two games where we got absolutely spanked, he was away coaching Canada, and then he just never came back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Fair enough. 
yeah, he just never came back. And then about a month later, he was he was head coach at Doncaster. Uh, All right, okay. So kind of left it's us a in bit of a bad one, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Left, us in, left us in the lurch a little bit, really. Uh, so then uh, we, we I think we just kind of made Louis McGowan. Do you know Louis McGowan? He's from... Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of him, mate. Yeah, yeah he, he played professionally at like Nottingham and, and a few other clubs, Rotherham, I think. Uh, he was playing at Sedge at the time uh, and, and Riles. And I think them two kind of took over as kind of player coaches really uh, yeah. and there was still a lot, of, a lot of talent there but I think I think when you've not got a coach there giving you that direction I think a lot of the lads can kind of go AWOL a little bit and yeah. know, maybe maybe not listen to even though Riles and, and Louis had been there and done it and great great players and like a lot of insight and stuff I don't know whether players just yeah. just didn't kind of buy into the, the the kind of coaching of it and and it all ended up being a bit of a shambles really that year and we, we got I remember it was a tough year for years, wasn't it? That yeah, yeah, we got relegated. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that was yeah, a bit of a tough year. And then but we we had we had good players there. Uh and the majority of the players stuck around, I think. Uh a few a few retired, I think, because a few of them had been playing playing for Sedge at kind of championship level and then they dropped down with them to national one and then yeah. When we dropped down to National Two, a couple of them, a couple of them retired. Uh, but yeah, we we still had a good squad, and I think then from there on in, I think we came top top four in National Two for about eight or nine years on the bounce. I think until we eventually won it last year. Uh, yeah, so lost yeah, a couple really, of playoff really games, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, been unlucky. Yeah, one about five or six years ago against old Albanians. That was. Uh, it was a tight game, but I think the scoreline was a bit of a hiding in the end. It was about 20, 24 nil or something like that. Uh, I think Max Malin, right. uh, he was only 18 or 17. He was playing at Old Albanians yeah. at the time, dual registered with Saracens. And I think Malin scored about 22 points or something like that. I think it, I think it was about 29 nil or something like that. Uh, yeah. Malin scored like 22 or 24 of the points or something ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, because you've come across people like that, you've probably not, and because and you've played at the levels yourself, you can look at lads and go, he'll, he'll be all right in, or he'll play higher in this, won't you? And you can appreciate yeah. that, I think, as well, when you've done what you've done, Steve, can't you? Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's interesting because, yeah. like, yeah, I made that decision probably at 23 that I was probably never going to, never going to become a professional player. Uh, but then I played against quite a lot of lads who, who have not been that that great at the time, but have then in, improved themselves massively and, and gone on to make yeah. like great, great professional careers. Uh, I mean, Malins was, was amazing at 17, 18, so he didn't need improving, but we, we played against lads, people at like Sale FC, uh, played against quite a few of their lads who we thought, actually, they're not great. And we actually targeted them sometimes in the game, said, well, let's play at that person because he's not great. And then, Two years later, he's off playing for Sale Sharks. It's like, well, he's done done well for himself there. But it just shows if you if you kind of you're really determined and and you uh, work hard at it, then then you can make a decent a decent career out of it. I think a dog we come from Sale FC, didn't he? Yeah, played against him a, a couple of times. Yeah, he scored for Italy, didn't he, at the weekend? Yeah, 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 yeah. Played against him a couple of times at uh, at Sale and, and Sedge. 
Because um, remember, they were in the lead, they were in Leeds level, mate, for a, for a while, and like couldn't quite do like the playoff thing. They couldn't quite get that hurdle done, and then I think they got a bit of money, didn't they? And they just climbed the ladder like rapidly, didn't they? And then yeah, they were like... road to home and stuff, and big gym in there and that. Yeah, they were level seven or eight for a long time, weren't they? And yeah. then. Uh, I think they finally decided to to pump a bit of money into it, and then they started rapidly rising up through the leagues. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they they kind of came from witnesses level, didn't they? Maybe even below witnesses. Yeah. Kind of, they probably had a couple of years where they might have not got promoted, and then the next year got it up, went up. I think they they were at Rochdale's level for maybe one or two two leagues, I think. Uh, yeah. years, sorry, uh, I don't know if they quite got promoted the first time, but I think I remember watching Rochdale against Sale, and I'm pretty sure Rochdale won. Uh, but it must have been a strange time, like because I know some of the lads, uh, Sam Selmacek, who played at Sedge last year, and I played a bit of Lancashire. Yeah. I think he kind of came all the way through from level level eight up to level level three, where they got up to. Uh, but right. then I know there were some other lads. Oh, with them. Yeah, so Sam went yeah. think, all the way from level seven all the way up to level three. Right. Uh, it might have been one or two other lads who did that, but I think the majority... I said there won't have been many. No, yeah. the majority kind of, yeah, you're here for a couple of seasons, we'll give you a bit of money, and then, oh, yeah, you're not good enough to play at this level, so we'll bring someone oh, else thanks. in. Yeah. Thank you, time. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll bring someone else in now to get us up to the next level and stuff. So it must have been an interesting kind of transitional period, really. Yeah. So you left a big enough impression, mate, where I had a few messages saying, like, ask him to stay at Seds, give him another year and all this, <laughs> when I'm avid you to first come on and that. And Is it nice, though, when you go somewhere that's not your club, without being rude, because Rochdale's your club? I know you've got an affiliation with Seds and you've done a lot with Seds, and I've no doubt you've, or you should have mates for life there, shouldn't you? And fond memories, mate, whether it's on the piss on the way home or winning promotions and stuff. But yeah. is it nice to leave that little bit of it? Because it's a legacy, isn't it? it like, it was, lads will remember you for it, so... Yeah, it was It was nice to... Uh, everything kind of tied together this year, really, uh, with us getting promoted back up to National 1, which is where I kind of joined the club at. So it was nice to kind of put them back up to where, to where I joined them. Uh, and it was something that we've been working on, like I say, I've been there for like maybe nine years and, and Ryle's been there... What fifteen years or something like that, Matt? Yeah. Uh, and Andy's been there the same time I as because me and me and Andy uh, both joined together. I think it was, uh, and Jamie Harrison. He's been there a bit bit longer than me and Black Ben Black. So there's about five of us who've been there for like ten plus years. Uh, and like you say, we'd been knocking at the door a few times. Uh, a bit unlucky in the the second. Uh, the second playoff game that we had against China. That was a, a really good game. Uh, and then, yeah, we've been kind of up there or thereabouts, like I said, top four every, every single year. And then uh, last, or the year before last, we came came second, but they, they got rid of the playoff because uh, yeah. they were in the leagues. But again, we lost in, in that season. We lost like three or four games all by like, two or three points, something like that, really, really close game. So we felt we were a bit unlucky to go up. Uh yeah. but we probably probably weren't weren't quite ready. Uh and then last year was was a great year with everything kind of came together, all the hard work and uh we we kind of won the league quite comfortably in the end, but there were some really yeah. tough games all 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 along the way. Uh 
so there were some great, great kind of celebrations with the lads after some of the some of the wins, some of the home wins and some of the away wins as well. Some great, great bus journeys. Yeah. Uh, DJ truck. Uh, he's got some good. Yeah, good I've seen a few videos, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he loves, he loves a good social media post, doesn't he, Riles? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> he does Snapchat. A lot yeah. of things that he doesn't he put on Snapchat, hopefully, and Twitter. So uh, <laughs> yeah, those those memories will live live with me for a long time. Yeah, naked yeah. out on the bus and stuff like that. That's so, it, mate. Yeah. And hopefully, you'll get to go a few of like the reunion days that you've had and stuff and just relive them a little bit in it and have, yeah, well, have to a gym for the old days. Uh, when I looked at Rochdale's fixtures, I looked for the first gap week, and I was thinking, right, when's this first gap week? I think it's <laughs> first weekend in October. And I thought, right, I wonder yeah. who said you've got then. And luckily, they've got a home game, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go down there for that. Uh, so it'd be nice oh, to, to watch the boys and cheer them on. Yeah, and was there ever an opportunity? Was there ever there was always an opportunity? But was there a chance you'd have stayed for a year or? Like you said, is it just the right time and Rochdale's now the place to go in and try and do it again sort of thing, maybe? Yeah, I think... I mean, uh, Baza wanted me to stay. Uh, I Part of me wanted to stay, uh, but part of me knew that there's a lot of commitment, a lot of long bus journeys, uh, which, as I said, I've done before down in London every other weekend and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, and I, th- I like my, my kids are five and seven now, and and they're hopefully getting it more into sport and stuff like that. And and Claire, my wife, she's been she's been watching me play play rugby for 10, 15 years now, traveling here, there, and everywhere. Uh, so it was kind of nice to for for me to kind of take a step back and, and give her a bit more time, really, because uh, she's. Like I said, she's playing for uh for Lee now and and yeah. they take it pretty serious. So she's training on a Tuesday and Thursdays. Uh so it's nice that I can kind of say, Oh, actually I'll I'll have the kids tonight and and don't yeah. have to take them to grandparents and things like that. Uh even though grandparents <laughs> still still do a lot for us. Uh yeah. but yeah, it's nice to kind of also have the kids like just five minutes down the road come to watch me instead of uh, half an hour or whatever it is to say, twenty five minutes, uh, yeah. and and it's a place where like my mum and dad are there all the time, and the rest of my family are up at the, the rugby club. So, yeah, it was kind of a a whole decision for me and and the family. Uh, if I was being purely selfish, maybe I might have had another year at Sedge, uh, but I was kind of, I think with the timing of everything, it worked out to be my two hundred fiftieth game and my last game as well. Being yeah. that class, that mate, yeah, well done yeah. on that as well. Yeah, and yeah, winning the league and, and on my two hundred fiftieth game and oh. it just yeah. it just kind of all tied in together and, and kind of made sense really. Yeah. Uh, Sentiment gets to win as well. Not many people get the chance to do that, mate. Out of their own choice, do they? Yeah, I kind of wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to leave when I was still kind of first choice and still at the top of my game. Uh, whereas I knew probably if I was at Sedge this year, Baza would have had to kind of maybe rest me every now and then. Uh, might have been getting to a stage where if I made a few mistakes, is he the right, is he the right person to take us forward? Is he, is he the best number 10? Uh, so I just, I thought, yeah, it was probably, probably the right time to leave. Uh, 
So yeah, I kind of kind of left on my terms. It was it was nice to kind of leave yeah. on my terms at kind of like the top the top uh, of 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 my game really because uh, I still felt like yeah. I was making making important decisions and making the right calls last year uh, whether I would have done this year or not I don't know it seems like they've got a good a good tenant to replace me anyway they're doing they're doing really well so that's uh, that's good uh, so oh, I think right. it's, probably, a good start, it's probably worked out well for, for everyone involved <laughs> <laughs> hey, and plus it might, might make you feel a bit better about it as well mate like joking aside that someone is more than capable of being the new Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave them in the lurch type of thing. And and part yeah. of it was, I think they were struggling at, at a time to kind of bring someone in. Uh, so I didn't want to kind of leave them in the lurch. I was a, I was a bit in two minds of that. But luckily they've they brought this lad in uh, from Dallas to Morden Park. I think he was, uh, and he's, yeah. he's obviously hit the ground running. And uh, they're flying two wins out of two, uh, two bonus points as well. So yeah, yeah great stuff. To be honest, mate, when I when I spoke to Scott on this, I couldn't have imagined it had been an artery crew. I, I don't know whether it's because I just see all the good that you do, because yeah. no one's going to post the shit, are they? But I see all the good you do. I see like how well you've been doing. I see like and I hear the the Riley's talk about how close you all are. Can't imagine that's an hard buying. But he was saying it was difficult. And, like, yeah, people want like big money and stuff and. Yeah, I, I listened to a bit of that the the, the interview that he did with him, uh, and he was saying yeah, he was, he was he was struggling. And like I said, when I had a bit of a bit of a chat with him last year, he was saying, uh, "Look, I understand why why you're going, and uh, and I'm I'm kind of on board with it. But will you just hang on for now because I'm I'm struggling getting on and then running to replace you type of thing." Uh, and I was coming up with a few suggestions and things like that, but he was like, uh, "Yeah, but no, 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 and stuff like that." So, yeah, yeah it seemed like it was uh, it was hard work. So I don't know, I don't know how they've uh, they've got about uh, the lad Warren coming in, or whether he approached them or whether they've approached him. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they, they seem to have done done all right in the end. Yeah, I think watch out because there's a new dawn coming at Rochdale, eh, mate? Well, yeah, like rolling back the years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, scored a couple at the weekend. Roll back the years. Uh, yeah, doesn't scored. leave you, mate, does it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 uh, it's different because uh, there's a lot of young lads, really young talent, talented lads there, very raw, uh, that just need a bit of a bit of guidance, a bit of coaching. Uh, that hopefully I can kind of kind of bring that to the to the table, just a little bit of uh, a bit of my experience and and give them a bit of nouse. Uh, so you're gonna do a bit of that, mate behind the scenes a little bit and then you're on field coaching them from the position you play, aren't you? Yeah, well, yeah, I still wanted to kind of play. I didn't want to go straight into a coaching role or anything like that. I still felt like I want to... Uh, contribute. I, yeah, I want to contribute. Yeah. Uh, and I probably don't have the time to, to kind of coach at the moment. Like I said, with my kids being young and, uh, yeah. and Claire playing quite a lot of sport as well, uh, I was looking forward to actually just taking a bit more of a backward step from Sedge because, I mean, wasn't doing any coaching uh, in my last years at Sedge, but uh, it was quite intense that we'd yeah. do a lot of video analysis and we'd watch and we'd discuss things and we'd come up with plans and stuff like that. Ultimately, Baza kind of uh, came up with all those, but we'd, we'd kind of agree on them as a, like a senior leadership team, like me, Riles, and a few others. Uh, yeah. So it, it was like quite intense, like mentally, uh, getting ready for games and stuff like that 
but that that's probably why that we we won the league last year and why they're doing so well now because he doesn't leave any stones unturned. Bazza, he's like he's he's really yeah. into it. Uh, so I was kind of looking forward to uh, yeah, just taking a bit of a backward step and knowing that yeah, I can just rock up a bit late maybe on a Tuesday and Thursday if I've had a bit of a hard day with the kids and uh, yeah. and maybe miss a couple of sessions if if I'm if I'm snowed under at work and stuff like that and I didn't have that pressure of always having to train and uh, yeah. and just just playing mainly on a Saturday really, uh, but as I've kind of as I've I've gone to Rochdale, the kind of competitor in me has kind of thought, right, no, I want to, I want to make sure the lads are the best versions of themselves they can be. So it's like, right, how can we improve? How can we do this? How can we do that? So I've ended up yeah. making a bit on board myself, like doing a bit of video analysis and stuff like that. So it's uh, just in you, mate. There's no up with that, is there? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to win, and uh, yeah, I was, I was. I was struggling to kind of see some of the different systems that were, that, that were going on that I was just not used to really. Like I was used to kind of playing yeah. a certain way at Sedge and it, it just became so easy to me that I thought, Let, let's try this. And, and so we, we kind of tried to implement it at Rochdale and, and it's, it's going all right, but it's just not kind of the same. It sometimes breaks down after like one or two phases because uh, it's yeah. not quite as, as drilled into it. say it's just something you've got to get used to, mate, that, isn't it? The odd drop ball or... A Mr. Online out or a wash girl. Yeah. Yeah. Something right. take for granted at, at Sedge levels. Like when you kick, yeah. kick kick the line out, you just know you're going to get the ball. But it's like, oh, yeah, it's especially bad. when you go viral for that little move you stuff, you and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we've uh, never been able to do that one again since. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you'd have, yeah, to be honest with you, mate. <laughs> Right, so I've got some daft questions for you, mate, before we move on. So any yeah. pre-match superstitions? Uh, no, not really. Uh, probably, the, probably the most superstitious one, I used to go in the cubicle on the right-hand side at Sedge because uh, we'd have two cubicles, but I'd always go to the one on the right-hand side for some reason. Uh, I don't know why, because I'm not really superstitious or anything like that, but... Yeah, uh, yeah if, if, <laughs> if the left one was empty and the right one was full... I'd, 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 go and, I'd go back inside and wait and then go back in <laughs> <laughs> it just always seemed to like yeah we always always used to win when I was having a crap in the right hand toilet <laughs> yeah, fair enough mate makes sense doesn't it so the tough you might not know the name mate but you might know the position in the club they were at but the toughest player you played with and against uh, definition of tough is different as well in it for everybody yeah I mean tough as in like big strong uh, and hard. Probably played with Gaz Rawlins. Uh, he played played with him at Fylde and at Lancashire. Uh, there's a few good stories about him uh, on nights out and stuff like that, uh, where he gets a bit of a reputation. Uh, probably yeah. played against. Uh, I played with him as well, actually. Krause, uh, Juan Kraus from from Sedge. Yeah. Uh, played against him a couple of times, and he was number eight. And I just used to pray that he didn't pick up off the back of a rook because he was about six foot eight, angry South African. Uh, and I'm defending it, wide, yeah. I'm defending at ten, thinking, oh, just don't. <laughs> uh, but then, luckily, I went and played played with Krause for many a year at Sedge as well. So uh, I got to play with him as well as against him. Yeah. Right, mate. So your favourite away ground? 
Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, there's there's some nice like stadiums that I played in, uh, like I say, down to Modern Park, and then I played up at uh, Newcastle the other week in a in a charity game at uh, Kingston Park. Uh, but I think the nicest I'd go with, uh, what's it called, Wharfdale? Uh, what's the ground called? The Avenue or something like that. Uh, what is that like? Quite scenic up there. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. It's in it's in the uh, the Yorkshire Dales. It's I think it's a little right. town called Settle. Uh, really nice, idyllic, idyllic picture background. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I love the crowd there as well. Actually, they got a nice. They got a little stand, and they uh, they all bang on the the uh, the hoardings, and uh, yeah. the guy on the PA system, he's brilliant. Uh, he gives you a bit of abuse and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so I always enjoy playing away at, at Wharfdale. We had a couple of night games yeah. there. Uh, so yeah, I've always enjoyed playing there. Similar, similar is uh, where's it called? Luptonians, uh, Mortimer Park, I think that's called. Uh, yeah, Luptonians is, is kind of in the middle of nowhere as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, nice, nice, nice setting uh, in the countryside, and uh, and they all get very, very vocal and banging on the hoardings as well there as well. So yeah, always enjoy kind of playing at those two grounds, even though you oh, know you have a really tough afternoon. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, no game's easy, is it? Especially, like, saying you're saying night games and people have been in work all day and that, which you was yourself, weren't you? And then you've got to go up there knowing you're going to get a world of shit and yeah, yeah. abuse. and Yeah, no. So if you could tell a younger you anything, what would it be if you could go back? Oh, uh, I don't know, really. Uh, just just enjoy yourself. Uh, maybe not minesweep it. Late hours in the in the night. That's uh, that's got me into trouble a few times. Uh, so yeah, just yeah, just no regrets really. Go and enjoy yourself. Uh, but yeah, just don't don't think it's a good idea to go mine sweeping at the end of the night. <laughs> that makes sense to be fair, mate. You better pick some <laughs> shitty ones up. So you you're out with the lads, mate. You've had a few, and the microphone ends up in your hand. What's the go-to karaoke song for you? Oh, uh, probably. Some kind of oasis or stone roses, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think I used to do a bit of cigarettes and alcohol on the uh, on the coach. It was never on the microphone. It was always a cappella, just screaming it out. You yeah. <laughs> <He> posh bugger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did. Uh, I did my reinitiation for Rochdale uh, the other day, and and yeah. for that one, uh, oh, I did half the world away by Oasis. Oh, it's a tune though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Any Oasis song, really, pretty much. Yeah, hoping you get a join and halfway through you can yeah, sort of escape. It's a good one, yeah. a good one like one half the world yeah. away. You get the <laughs> joining, yeah. The sooner they join in, the better. <laughs> the better. <laughs> right, mate, I appreciate you might not want to, but if you're willing to do a 1 to 15 that you've played with, that'd be great. Yeah, I did one actually not so long ago for the uh, the rugby paper, so it'd probably be quite similar, actually. Uh, so, props. Uh, Played with uh, Kieran Brooks, who went uh, and played for Newcastle and England, and yeah. not sure where he is now. He went to Leicester Tigers. Toulon, uh, I think. He's Toulon, is he? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I played with him for Lancashire when he was eighteen, and he was an absolute mutant. Uh, he was yeah. just massive. I've never never seen an eighteen year old that size before. He was just he was just huge, and he could shift as well. Uh, yeah. He was he was a hell of a player. Uh, so yeah, he was only 17, 18 at the time uh, when I played with him for Lancashire. 
and then the next year I think he signed for for Falcons. Uh, yeah. So yeah, him at one prop. Uh, I, I don't know tighter than Luke said. So yeah, whichever whichever side he was on, uh, and then yeah. uh, probably Beltus. Uh, yeah, Beltus, uh, really dynamic in the loose, uh, and his scoring has come on quite a lot last year as well. Uh, but yeah, get the ball in his hands in the loose, and he's he's absolutely dynamite. Uh, and I actually taught Beltus. He was in my year seven class at, at St. Cuthbert <laughs> when I was when I was teaching there. Oh dear. Uh, so yeah. he comes round, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was quite funny. Yeah, because he uh, when I saw him playing up at Rochdale, he was seventeen, I think, and he he had to play in the back row because he couldn't play front row. Uh, so yeah, he, was playing, yeah. he was playing eight for Rochdale at level seven, I think, at the time, and he was just carving it up, just skilling, yeah, causing carnage. Yeah, absolute carnage. Yeah. And he came down to Sedge for for a few seasons, and uh, he didn't quite uh, do the same thing there, but. When when he was injury free, he was he was pretty good, uh, but unfortunately right. he, had, he had a few little niggles where, where we didn't really. I don't think we really saw the best of him. Uh, yeah. But obviously, Saints have, have signed him now, and and hopefully uh, he's had an operation. He can uh, get over his his injury problems, and hopefully have a, a good a good career for himself. He's a real nice lad, yeah. good lad. Uh, of course. journeys with him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hooker then uh, I think we went with Johnny Matthews uh, had a few years with him at, at Sedge uh, great player uh, and he's he's playing up at Edinburgh now or Glasgow I think yeah uh, ripping it up up there as well isn't he? yeah he scored yeah. like five tries or something six tries in, in one half I think a few months ago yeah. Uh, so yeah he, he was he was always class uh, he was with yeah. us for I think one year and then he went to Rotherham was it or Doncaster? Uh, and just right. didn't, really, didn't really get a look in. So then he came back to Sedge, and again just absolutely tore it up. Maybe one or two yeah. years, and then got a contract with with Edinburgh or Glasgow, I think it was. Uh, so yeah, he was he was he was class. Uh, yeah. He scored he scored for one time, and so we brought him off. And then the winger got injured, so we stuck him on the wing, and then he scored like another two on the wing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He was uh, he was silly, uh, similar uh, to uh, Matt Gallagher actually. Uh, that year, not not the year we went up with Seds last year. The the year before where we came yeah. second, Gal was just unbelievable. Uh, he was scoring tries from fifty yards out. He got a lot of yeah. catch and drives, but he was he could score from fifty yards out as well. He had great feet. So yeah, him and him yeah. and John Matthews were great players. Oh, if I had another back row, really, stay was the yeah yeah, yeah. just fat back rowers, aren't they? Hookers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so second row, I think. Uh, I think I went with Bob, Bob Burtwell. Uh, played with him. He's a Rochdale lad. Uh, I don't think I played with him at Rochdale, though. I uh, played with his brother. Uh, although, again, not sure if I played many times with him. But, uh, yeah, Bob came from Rochdale and, and really... Uh, Improved as a player uh, at Sedge. Just got, I think he just worked really hard in the gym uh, and just yeah. a real big specimen and uh, worked quite a lot on his handling because uh, his hands, hands weren't particularly great, I don't think, when he first came to us. Uh, and he still has the odd drop ball now and then. But uh, yeah, he's, he's a real force at, at second row, Bob. Uh, great lad as well. Yeah. Great lad off the, off the pitch. On, loves a good beer and a good, uh, a good try celebration. Uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, Paul Arnold, Arnie, uh, he'd be the other second rower. Uh, 
yeah, he was a ridiculous try scoring machine, aren't he? Uh, I always find him out in the centres hanging around. Uh, and he's just, yeah, I, I played with Arnie most of my, mostly, uh, but I played against him a couple of times and, and he was just so hard to stop because you go low on him and he'd hit the deck and he had such good hands, he'd, he'd get an offload away. Uh, yeah. yeah he's, he's dangerous. Uh, yeah, really good player, Arnie. Uh, so yeah, that they'd be the second rowers. Uh, yeah. Back row. Uh, who did I go for now? Seven, I think. Uh, Evan Stewart. Uh, played with Evan at uni, Loughborough Uni actually, and then uh, played uh, played with him at Fylde, and then played quite a lot with him at Lancashire as well. Uh, he was yeah, yeah. A really good seven. Uh, just always a menace at the breakdown, uh, always on the ball, uh, but really great. Uh, he was captain a lot of the time as well, just really good calming influence as well around, uh, and he had a ridiculous fend. He could, he'd pick the ball up by the side of a rook and he'd look like he was going to go, and the defender would just kind of fall at him and he'd just fend him off and then just dance around to the side of him. <laughs> it was oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I used to have, I'd have Evan at seven. Uh can't think you were out at six now. I think I might have gone with Gaz Rawlins. Uh, yeah, Gaz was a good, big, abrasive. Uh, he used to play a bit of second row or he'd, he'd play blindside Gaz. Uh, again, play with Gaz at Fylde and, and uh, Lancashire. Uh, so, yeah, really good ball carrier, really physical, uh, great defender. Uh, and, yeah, you don't want to get on the wrong side of him on a night out, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think uh, Gaz at six, and then uh, played a few games with uh, Josh Beaumont at eight yeah. uh, when he was he was probably only eighteen at, at Fylde, uh, and he just had the longest legs in the world. His his, his like hips were up there on me, and he, he was like a gazelle <laughs> just running around. He was just absolutely rapid. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he was he was he was a good player, Josh. Uh, Unfortunately, he just got loads of injuries. Uh, his brother he has Sam, been really unlucky, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. His brother Sam, uh, he was uh, like the man of steel. He, he never got injured until he was about 32 yeah. or something, 33, and then he just got loads of injuries. Uh, but Josh seemed to have picked up all of uh, all of Sam's injuries, uh, unfortunately for him. Uh, so, yeah, Josh Josh was uh, my choice for number eight, I think. Uh, yeah. Nine, I struggled at nine, actually. Uh, what did I go for now? Uh, play. I played with quite a lot of like really good nines. Uh, I think I went with uh Chris Chris Pilgrim, uh Scouse lad. Uh, from the yeah. well, from the Wirral years, he he wouldn't call himself Scouse. Uh, but I played with him. Uh, <laughs> played with him at university. Uh, and he just yeah, he was just solid all around. Uh, really good pass, really good yeah. box kick. Uh, and then he after university, I think he went played for Falcons. Uh, and probably had about ten year career for Falcons, I think it was. Uh, never, I don't think he ever quite like was regular starting. I'm not sure actually because I didn't didn't used to watch that much professional rugby. Yeah, uh, he's probably unlucky up there with like Mickey Young, wasn't he? Yeah, I actually played against Mickey Young that year at, at Rochdale. Actually, when we were in the North East League, he was playing at uh, West Hartlepool. Because uh, he, he uh, he's been around. Newcastle Falcons for a long time, hasn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he's probably he was, a bit unlucky. He was a good player, yeah. He, he scored yeah. for West Hartlepool back in the day. Uh, uh, so, yeah, he was, he was a good player. Yeah, I think that them two were kind of fighting for the, the number nine jersey. And there might have been another, another one, actually. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, he uh, he was probably the best best all round all round player. I've, I've played with some re- really good nines, uh, like real good attacking threats around the rook, and some who just like really good uh, passing and decision makers. Uh, but yeah, what do you want from your nine, Steve? Yeah, uh, as as a ten. Yeah, you much. You just want good, quick ball, but it, it depends on on the team that you're in as well, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, because he needs to keep the guards honest at times, mate, to give you that extra second, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you want you want to have, you want to have a bit of a mix of everything, really, don't you? But yeah, certain teams will suit certain certain uh, ways of playing. Uh, I mean, Fafter Clerk, you think of him, he he can he can do everything, can he? And Dupont can do everything. Yeah. He, he could sit there and just box kick all game when he's got a dominant pack, but he's also got yeah. the ability to snipe and, and go around the edges as well, haven't they, both of them too? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you could kind of pick a certain player just for one team or if you could just you just have any any nine for any team, yeah, you'd, you'd want someone who's good, good sniping, good boxing and, and a good pass on you, but yeah, you, yeah. you don't find many of those nines around really. <laughs> Yeah, not with all of it anyway. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so yeah, I'd have uh, yeah, Bomber at nine, and then I think I picked myself at ten. And this was the team I did for Ruby Paper. Anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah, if I didn't have myself, uh, I'd go with yeah, go with Jono, Chris Johnson. Uh, like I said, played with with Jono all my life, and uh, he's got a hell of a boot on him, Chris. Uh, just manages games well as well. Uh, yeah, he's just a bit like me, just really competitive, just wants to win all the time. Uh, I'm a bit more calmer on the pitch than Jono. Uh, <laughs> he's known for <laughs> a bit of a hothead, Jono, and, uh, and right. having, a go, having a go at his teammates. But sometimes I think that they need that and need to be fired up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, me or Jono at ten. Uh, yeah. I'd have to have Riles at twelve. Matt Riley, uh, Sedgley Truck, uh, absolute beast. Uh, yeah, he's just he just reads the game so well. Uh, Whenever you just need him to truck one up, just cart one up on a switch or something like that, he just does it and predominantly yeah. smashes someone and then makes 20 yards after it. Uh, I don't know if he scored last week or not, but he, he still scores a ridiculous amount of tries. Uh, yeah. you, you get him near the line five or 10 yards out and he, he, he just hits good lines all the time and, and you're not stopping him from, from five yards out or it's going to take a massive tackle to stop him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just just reads the game well. He's he's a great, he's absolutely great captain. Uh, what he does off the pitch that the people don't might not see uh, within the team, uh, just just amazing. Yeah, great great guy. One of one of the uh, one of the best I've uh, I played with on and off the pitch, Matt. Uh, yeah. Uh, then thirteen. Uh, go with. Uh, I think I went on my rubber paper one because I played against him. Uh, what was he called, Chris? Oh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, he played for the Lions anyway, Chris. Someone over the Chris Taylor, was it? Harris. Chris Harris, yeah. Chris, Chris Harris. Harris. Yeah, so I, we played against him. At, he played for Tyndale, so I played against him a couple of times. Yeah. And he was good, yeah. And then he just kind of went to another level then when he was, he was playing for Scotland and then ended up playing for the Lions. Uh, but if I was going yeah. with the team that I played with, uh, I'd go with uh, Tom Brady because played with him for Lancashire for a season. Uh, before yeah. before he went to say, well, he was on Sale Sharks books at the time. Uh, yeah, but he played he played that year that I uh, that I won play with the year for Lancashire. Uh, and broke my leg, 
that was the year that I played with Tom, uh, and he played thirteen, right. and he was yeah, he was just he just classy player. He just seemed to glide around, uh, just had bags of pace, uh, and just yeah, just try scoring machine. Uh, and obviously he then went and, and had a great career at Sale. Uh, I think he's yeah. had a record, record try scoring. I think, uh, and now he's back at, at Sale FC. I think and still still scoring. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, still yeah. still try to fun there. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom played thirteen that year. I played for Lancashire, uh, and then wingers. Uh, yeah, we had we had a ridiculous back three. My first year at Fylde, we had Ollie Brennan on the left wing, uh, Nick Royal on the right wing, and then Jason Robinson at fullback, and all three yeah. of them just absolutely electric. Uh, different in their own way. Ollie just had ridiculous feet. I mean. Jason Robinson had ridiculous feet, but Ollie was he was up there as well. Uh, Ollie had beat man in the post box, and then he he finished the, finished the try off as well. He had enough gas to kind of finish the try off. Uh, Royally was a bit more getting into a bit more space, and he'd, he'd glide round the outside, and then a bit of a chip and chase. That was Royally's classic move. Yeah, yeah. But he had massive stride as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive. Yeah, uh, and that he, he's still doing it now in in the championship for Calder. I think he might have been. Calder, yeah. I don't know if he was top try scorer last year or not, but he was he was certainly up there. He was up there, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's about 39, 40 maybe, Riley. He's a couple of years older than me, I think. Uh, so yeah, the longevity that he's had in his career is pretty incredible. Uh, so yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's done really well, Riley. Uh, and yeah, then Jason Robinson at fullback. You're not gonna. I played with some great fullbacks, but. Uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna oust him out of uh, out of a team, are you, Jason Robinson? Oh. And it was funny because right, uh, right. teams had teams had ended up doubling up on Robinson that year. Then that then three played together, uh, the back three. So they double up on Robinson, and then you just do a miss pass to Royal, yeah. miss pass or crossfield to Royal or something. So Royal and Ollie scored probably about forty tries that season. And I think Jason Robinson only scored about five or six, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> So he was the worst. Yeah, but it just made your job easier, though, doesn't it? Yeah, gives you more space to it. Yeah, but he was still like really competitive, Jason. Like, uh, yeah, I remember we? I think it was Hull Ionians. It was last game of the season. We were winning about sixty odd points to five or something, and they broke down the sideline. And I think it was the last play of the game, and everyone just kind of went, "Oh yeah, they scored." And Robinson chased him across. Must have been about fifty yards from one side of the pit to the other. Try saving tackle in the corner. <laughs> and their winger must have just been like, God, have a day off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, yeah, just super, super competitive. Uh, absolute machine, yeah. Every t- it was funny, actually. Every time he, he made a break in training, if you were 40 yards out, he'd, he'd run all the way under the post and, and dot it down under the post. Oh, finish it, would he? Yeah, just finish <laughs> it. Like, yeah, you just got to finish your tries. you just got to yeah. finish it. It's like, all right. <laughs> I'd make yeah, a break. Fair I'd make a break, go go five yards and go, oh, yeah, I'll just go down just here. Throw it away, I got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably why I've never won the World Cup, yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to Trot the Egging. Thanks to our sponsors, Bardell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Egging and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.